0: For generations, family-owned department stores served communities in the U.S. in the Midwest from the 1870s to the 1920s. Many of those succumbed to malls, large store chains, and later to online shopping. But WUWM's Susan Bentz came across one store going strong in a small town in southwestern Wisconsin. She visited Nina's Department and Variety Store in Spring Green in the thick of the holiday season to learn what makes the shop tick. The holidays are busy times at Nina's. I found two shoppers, Colleen Yap and her sister, Kathy Jelly, in their own happy little bubble. They were exploring the houseware department while well, sort of an aisle. This is, after all, a small department and variety store. Yeah, it's a unique store because it has stuff I mean, here. I think we came when we were kids, didn't we? Because oh, was, yeah, we grew yeah. up outside of
1: yeah. Spring Green, yeah. yeah.
0: But he just has a little bit of everything in here, and it's you don't always find in the big box stores. So That's exactly what Joel Marcus aims for. Over his 45-year tenure, he's worked hard to create a 21st century version of what his great-grandfather created.
1: My great-grandfather, Harris Marcus, was an immigrant from Russia.
0: Harris landed in New York when he found no work there. Relatives who had settled 80 miles northwest of Spring Green, Wisconsin, helped him set up a peddling business
1: walking on foot to all these farmhouses. Even though at that point he spoke very little English, he had an engaging personality and the farm wives liked him and he sold a lot of items out of his backpack.
0: Eventually, Harris opened stores in four small towns, including this one in 1916. Only Nina's is still in business.
1: In the old days, they had expensive men's suits, uh, women's ready-to-wear clothing and shoes.
0: Joel displays newspaper ads from that era inside Nina's small dressing rooms.
1: As you can see, suits, men's hats and caps, coats, modish autumn suits. <laughs> what does modish mean? Like Modern, uh, I guess. The and, next
0: generation uh, of Marcuses had to pivot, first when the Great Depression hit.
1: So my grandfather brought a variety store, Five and Dime items into the store.
0: Still, the store nearly went under.
1: The bank takes control of the building. And then my grandmother, Nina, her family came up with the money. Supposedly, Nina even pawned her diamond ring. They were able to buy the building back.
0: No wonder the store, originally called Harris, Marcus & Sons, now bears Nina's name. In the 1960s, Joel's father embraced a new trend
1: called discounting. I remember everything had a little red tag which knocked a certain percentage off and people loved it and uh, built a great business. People were leaving other small towns and coming to Spring Green because they knew we had good prices.
0: When Walmart came on the scene, Nina's again had to shift gears.
1: All of a sudden, price was not bringing people in the door. So we started to think, well, You know, what else can we do?
0: Joel decided to return to the store's department store roots.
1: It wasn't without its difficulties. I remember one woman skeptically saying to me, kind of expensive for a dime store, aren't you? We did our research, and we were competitive, offering prices as good as what you could get in the Madison department stores.
0: Did I mention Spring Green's population hovers around 1,600? Joel kept variety in the mix, but he says with a boutique flavor. As customers enter Nina's, they encounter seasonal gifts to their right, nothing tacky, Joel says, to the left, women's clothing.
1: Which brings us to essentially where we are now. Well, one one important thing I forgot to mention. In 1999, Judy and I married. Judy, then Swartz, grew up in
0: Madison, earned a master's in textile design. When they met, she was managing a yarn shop in Chicago. Judy recalls her first encounter with Nina's women's clothing department. There was very little, and it wasn't, and I, I remember saying to somebody, my goal is to make this into a department where I would actually wear the clothing. I mean, there was nothing I would have put on at that point, point. And, and she laughed, like, oh, "You wait and see. Judy's shop within a shop features natural fiber and even local yarns, including from nearby Percussion Rock Alpaca Farm. Full disclosure, when I first came, it was across from men's underwear. And I said, honey, if you want me to stay, we're going to have to change this a little. Now, she says, people go back to the yarn department and think they're going to find Dime Store yarn, and uh, they're, oh my, you have some beautiful yarns back there. Say thank you. Joel says Judy also added color and pockets of whimsy throughout Nina's, including in housewares.
1: Turned what would be normally very dull department into a fun area and all we needed was unusual items, bright colors. We try to make shopping fun and entertaining.
0: The strategy seems to be working. Nina's hums in the summer, thanks in part to other tourist attractions, American Players Theatre and Taliesin, of internationally recognized architect Frank Lloyd Wright fame. In the winter, you'll find customers like the sisters we met earlier, Colleen Yap and Kathy Jelly. Yes, they're still browsing. Yeah, it's just unique because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah, like look at these. Colleen has spotted some delightful and colorful insulated mugs. Isn't that cute? This holiday season, shoppers might have to look far and wide for a nina esque shopping experience, but Colleen and Kathy say it's worth the search. Susan Benz, 89.7, WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR.